Hi, my name is Kirk Hamilton, and I'm your host of the Staying Healthy Today Show. This is a show where we interview key experts in the fields of nutrition, prevention, lifestyle, and integrative medicine. Uh, we review case studies in those same fields, and we also review the literature and sometimes summarize the literature in nutrition, prevention, and integrative medicine. Today's show topic is, Can Tea Help? dry mouth problems. And our guest today is Dr. Stephen Shu. He's from uh, Georgia Regents University, and he co-authored an interesting paper entitled, Can Tea Help Dry Mouth Problems? A Phase two Clinical Trial of a Natural Formulation Containing Tea Catagens for Xerostomia. In one of the longest journal titles I've ever seen, it's Oral Surgery, Oral Medicine, Oral Pathology, Oral Radiology <laughs> in 2014. So welcome, Dr. Shu. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Kurt. Well, you know, what I mean, aside from the topic, I, I was just fascinated by uh, how you started to drink green tea in the first place, because I said, you know, how did you uh, get interested in green tea? And you had a very interesting uh, background. You want to share that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was back in the time that in the Cultural Revolution in China, I was forced to go to a labor camp and from the big city. Um, on my own and without any family members, anything, any, uh, anything about health care. There's no running water, there's no electricity, there's no uh, uh, sewage, anything, you, you, you name it, there's nothing. And so I, um, during very, very hard labor, I, I got some problem with stomach uh, flu and uh, diarrhea, is very severe and it was like a persistent and then uh, I did not know what to look for. And then the local farmers, they asked me to drink something that I didn't know. They said, okay, put this leaf into the boiling water and drink that. That could help you. So I did not know. That was from the tea plant, the tea leaves put into uh, boiling water. And then I got better and better. So I asked them, so what's going on with this? They said, well, probably that's uh, something in the stomach. Uh, that stimulate your, your diarrhea can be helped by this type of uh, uh, remedy. And then I developed a very uh, uh, high interest in uh, looking at this plant. So uh, I grew the uh, tea plant, and then we would process the green tea, and then I started to drink green tea. And then, then eventually I found there are so many health benefits from the catechins, or say the polyphenols, from the tea plant, the tea leaves if you uh, process it correctly uh, as green tea instead of some other type of tea. So I, I just have to go back. What kind of work were you doing in the fields? Just to Farm work. Yeah, farm work? Farm work. Yeah, we, we have you know, tea plants. We have rice and wheat and uh, you name it. What did you eat during that time? When you're, in the, when you're in the fields, what did you eat, just out of curiosity? Basically, rice and the vegetables, and because we grow our own vegetables, and uh, it's just a vegetarian, basically. Right. <laughs> Maybe once a month or once several months, you, you, you can uh, see meat. So that's something <laughs> that's, uh, very unique, I remember. It was time to spend uh, four, uh, four years in one farm and the other two and a half years in another farm. So wow. total like uh, seven years in the, um, in the, in the farm. Well, how did you get then? I mean, I would love to just talk about that as a show someday, your, your experience in the labor camps. No, seriously, because it would be very valuable just to go over the nutrition there. But um, how did you get from the Chinese labor camps all the way over to the, the United States? What was your educational background and educational journey to get you here to start doing your research? Uh, yes, that's a, a, a long history that I can go from the beginning because do you 
during the Cultural Revolution, a lot of people who are, have a background of families connected to intellectuals, connected to the uh, previous government. And um, so they were uh, forced to do something uh, very, very unique that nobody else had been done that. They were forced to go to the farms or the labor camps. So that was, uh, I was one of them because of my family, uh, like for example, my father uh, got his education in the United States and he got his uh, MBA from NYU. So he went back to China and was accused as a CIA spy. Wow. So of course, I was not given any chance to go to higher education. So after middle school, I was forced to go to the labor camp. But after those seven years, the Cultural Revolution was over. When it's over, then the college entrance exam was reinstalled, and I was having uh, the opportunity to go to uh, the exams. And after very very hard uh, study for a whole year. So I went to Wuhan University, which is uh, one of the top universities in China, and studied biochemistry. I got my um, BS, the Bachelor Degree of Science, and then after I graduated from China, I came to the United States. That was like 30 years ago. I got my um, Master's Degree from Montclair State University in New Jersey, and then eventually I got my PhD from University of Cincinnati College of Medicine, and then from there. I could really study some the uh, anti-cancer, anti-microbial, uh, anti-inflammatory, um, those kind of uh, properties of key polyphenols. Now, tell me, when you were um, going through school in China and the university and such, did you drink green tea the same way? Did you take that green tea experience from the fields and kept doing it? Sure. Yes, I developed a taste of some types of green tea because there are like more than 400 types of green teas. I developed this, uh, like jasmine tea, like the uh, oolong tea, like the um, uh, the Longjing green tea, which is dragon well, very famous, very mild. They have different tastes, different uh, mm-hmm. aroma. So I developed my taste to uh, consume and enjoy and appreciate those teas because um, these are uh, very, very uh, healthy. Uh, health-related uh, uh, beverage. You know, when I go to give talks, I always tell people that water is not is number two um, best. You know, the, the best number two, but it's number two, the second best <laughs> beverage. And people are always curious about which is number one. You know, which is number one drink. I said that's green tea. It's not black tea. It's not some other herbal tea, but green tea has all the benefits because the polyphenols, the antioxidants, are preserved. How many cups a day do you drink, just on an average day, of green tea? In the morning, I brew two pots of, two pots, teapots of green tea and put into a thermal, and I bring that, a huge one, uh, into my office. I start to consume from the beginning of the day all the way until I finish uh, my work. So when I finish the pot and I finish my work before I go home. So that's my tradition for for many many years now is that one one pot or two pots throughout the day two pots for me yeah two pots but to be benefited from the green tea you do not have to drink that much you can drink tea cups like six to eight six to ten little tea cups but throughout the day that's from the study that's going to provide the benefit to the overall health. You you make the tea in the morning and then you have multiple cups come out of the pot, so to speak, right? Exactly. For me, that's the case. 
Yeah, won't be that. Okay. Well, eventually we'll get to your uh, your 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 story, but I, I your other story is fa- is fabulous. I, I really someday I'll maybe interview you again. But so xerostomia is dry mouth, and what are the conditions that set people up for dry mouth? Yes, that's a very good question, and a lot of people they uh, overlook this problem. And dry mouth is a huge, huge problem, especially in the United States, for people are taking multiple medications, and they can develop a chronic dry mouth. And for people under certain disease treatment, for example, cancer therapies like chemo, radiation therapy, and they can develop a dry mouth. And also there's a disease called the Sjogren's syndrome. This is a autoimmune disease and the immune system actually attack their own salivary gland, lacrimal gland that produce saliva and tears, and they can cause severe, severe dry mouth. So all these people and, uh, associated with lifestyles, people's lifestyle, they, they're eating um, uh, different uh, uh, bad diet food, and then they, they cause problems with smoking, alcohol use, and all combinations. So, Eventually, we can see that people, like 40% of Americans, they experience um, at least one time of dry mouth, but persistent dry mouth are present in many, many people taking multiple medications, like 46% of people taking medications, uh, they, uh, they have uh, big problems. And uh, so dry mouth is not a small problem people to deal with. Okay. But dry mouth can lead to systemic problems, so oral health oral health that affected from the lack or the reduced production of saliva can lead to systemic problems like infections, like periodontal disease, tooth loss, and erosion and bacteria infection, viral infection in oral cavity. And you can uh, see there's so many different viruses that can uh, infect the viral uh, in the environment in the oral cavity and lead to uh, for example, cardiovascular disease and lead to some other uh, metabolic disease. And uh, so many, many uh, systemic disease are related to oral problems, periodontal bone loss. And so bacteria can grow better in people that have dry mouth. So you can see a lot of patients, they, they have this kind of problem. Do not overlook and make sure you control the problem and manage the problem. So tell me, how do the well polyphenols or green tea catagens what is the physiology of how they affect the different it seems causes of dry mouth i mean you could have infections so it might help there it um i don't know how anti-inflammation uh, works in the mouth there but so tell me how do you surmise that uh, green tea works in the mouth yes uh, we have performed a lot of studies from genes, little genes, to proteins, to cells, to animal models for uh, dry mouth. And also, um, we just finished the clinical trial on patients suffering from dry mouth. That using our formula, it's called Mighty Flow Formula, it's mainly uh, uh, containing the green tea polyphenols, but also some other uh, components, natural uh, extract from other plants. So to form this formula, that we tested the formula before, this is a proprietary formula, and also with xylitol, xylitol that can help with oral health to control bacterial growth. So this combination of compounds 
and they can um, do some multiple jobs. For example, the green key catalysts that we studied in our uh, different models. Now we actually see that um, the antioxidant capacity in the salivary gland increased. So that's something uh, we haven't seen from other uh, uh, reports using some other um, medication or some other uh, compounds or formulation products we haven't seen from others. So we could actually see the antioxidant capacity increased by the elevation of enzymes. We have a lot of enzymes that uh, really fight against free radicals. So when these enzymes are um, increased in response to the green tea polyphenols, because free radicals, they are the culprit that cause damage to the cells that secrete saliva. The free radicals actually they damage the DNA and you know, the, the, the damage the cell of the signal uh, network. And the cells are busy to prepare their, to repair their DNA. The cells are, are busy to doing something else. Yeah, you have a, a very powerful weapon against those free radicals. Get rid of them, and the cells are better uh, networked, and the, the better uh, uh, DNA is not damaged. They can produce their saliva. That's what we see from the salivary gland, from human, from the uh, animals. So that's one thing. And the other thing is anti-inflammatory because autoimmune disease produce inflammation and produce the nymphocytic uh, infiltration into the local areas. That causes the elevation of free radicals too, and besides the cytokines. And then the anti-inflammatory property of the catechins or green tea polyphenols can really fight off these inflammatory uh, uh, outcomes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your study and the group of people and, and the dosing and, and what happened? Yes, our study was very, very simple that we used our formula, it's called Mighty Flow formula, and then to give that to one group of patients with dry mouth. And then we used a placebo that contained everything else except the green tea and another natural compound to give to another group, the second group, called the placebo group. So the Mighty Flow group and the placebo group, and we monitor them, and we look at their baseline, our saliva flow, and we look at the unstimulated saliva, which is the most important saliva that uh, uh, resemble their salivary function, that represent their salivary function. So the unstimulated saliva and stimulated saliva, there are two categories. We look at both of them. And then at week one, week four, and week eight, we call them and let them come back to measure these saliva flows. Very, very simple design to see whether the Mighty Flow formula can really increase their saliva flow and then restore their salivary function. At the end of eight weeks, we look at the numbers and we saw that the Mighty Flow group, on average, the patient's unstimulated saliva increased more than 400%. So that signals the restoration of salivary function. Now, now, did those people have symptom relief, or were they having problems beforehand, or were these just healthy subjects? Oh, all of these are uh, disease subjects. All of these are xerostomia patients. Okay. And they're confirmed. So we screen them. All of them, they need something to manage their xerostomia. Uh, uh, and what did they so say? Those patients. Um, well, they're happy. <laughs> no, but symptom-wise... Uh, symptom-wise, the dry mouth symptoms were released, so we can see the quality of life improved. 
what we can see that. And on the other hand, we look at the placebo group. Although the quality of life, there is an increase because we have xylitol, we have um, something in their mouth, a lot in their mouth to stimulate saliva. However, their unstimulated saliva not changed. Their stimulated saliva not changed. So that means the placebo with xylitol, a lot of xylitol, it's 500 milligrams of xylitol, did not modulate, change any of the saliva number. Saliva flow was not changed. So how did you administer it? Because did you do them in lozenges? Like I think, right? right lozenges. Yeah. How often did they take them during the day? They, they take every four hours per unit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every four hours during the day. So that means on average they consume about four lozenges. So every four hours they take it because we tested before, we're talking about the effectiveness of the elevation of a saliva uh, could last for 10 hours, up to four, uh, no, four hours. They would suck on the saliva, and, I mean, excuse me, the lozenge, and, and the was lozenge. it for, for like five minutes, three minutes, or would it stay in their mouth for a half hour or what? About a half hour, yeah. Oh, so it, it lasts that long. Mm-hmm. Okay, and does it taste bad? Or does it, what does it, it taste, taste like? It tastes great. It's sweet <laughs> because it's bilateral. And then it's a little, uh, um, little sour that come from the uh, uh, other components. And uh, we covered the bitterness of the uh, natural extract. So it, is, it tastes great. And also we have the chewing gum right now. We have chewing gum, mouthwash, spray, and the gel. They're all based on this formula. And we make sure the tastes are, are very pleasant for people. So how much... If you're taking this four times a day, I just ballpark it in, in teacups, so to speak. So is this a, a one or two pot a day person if they chew, um, suck on four of these things a day? Or just ballpark, how many green tea catagens, how, how many cups of green tea would it take to do similar? I'm not saying it's going to do the exact thing, but similar. When we measure, when we design our devices, or say the gum, the uh, lozenge, everything, and for the gum and lozenge, we make sure each piece of those product equals to one small cup of green tea consumed because it lasts a long time in the oral cavity. So most of these uh, catechins are uh, in our oral cavity and absorbed and diffused into salivary gland and also in the tissue. But there's some absorbed through, through the digestive tract. So that benefit not only benefit the oral cavity, but also benefit uh, overall the uh, systemic benefit. When you said the mm-hmm. uh, lozenge equals about how many tups, cups of green tea? Ballpark? The lozenge, yeah, the lozenge and, the, and uh, the gum, each piece equals to one cup of green tea. So you're drinking, though, a couple of pots, and this would be equal to four to six cups of green tea a day, a day then? Exactly. So for people, they, they hate to drink green tea. They, they, a lot of people, they don't like green tea. But they can just take the lozenge or take the uh, green tea uh, chewing gum that we have to get equal okay, equal benefits. Okay, excellent. Now, were there any side effects? Did people get stomach upset? Did people get any headaches? Or what, what, what were the comments there? We, because we are from dental school, we are very, very sensitive about the side effect. And uh, so through our group, the dental professional group, when we develop this product, we make sure the, the quantity of xylitol is, is uh, appropriate, is not going to trigger 
any uh, stomach issue because if you people take a lot of xylitol, they uh, could be associated with uh, stomach issues. So we have not observed any uh, side effect, adverse effect, and uh, so we designed our MultiFlow formula um, based on green tea and some other uh, natural compounds and xylitol. We have to make sure the dose they consume, the overall dose and individual dose, will not trigger any uh, problems. So that's what we achieved. Can you give me um, some of the conditions they had and how many people were in the study? Uh, we recruited 60 people in the study and separated into two groups. So each group has 30 people. And, uh, and of course, there are people, uh, they dropped out due to different uh, issues like long-distance driving or some other issues. And uh, they have some other uh, disease developed because of other causes. So we ended up with 51 patients for our statistical analysis. But what kind of patients were they? Were they autoimmune oh, patients? They yeah, they have some autoimmune Sjogren's patients. They have uh, some multi-medication patients. That's most likely the, uh, the, the, the largest group. Because as I mentioned before, among all the dry mouth patients, 64% are uh, from multi-medication induced. We're talking to Dr. Uh, Stephen Shu, and he has uh, done an interesting uh, paper on uh, using uh, green or a formula called MyTFlow, uh, which is rich in green tea catagens to help with dry mouth problems. And I wanted to ask a couple of things before I let people know how you, they can get in contact with this, this product. What's the difference if somebody said, well, black teas you know, can do that or white tea can do that? What is the difference between the green, black, and white teas as far as strength of polyphenols? Okay, that's an excellent question. First, any tea alone, any tea alone have not been reported to produce this type of restoration of cellular function. It has not been reported, so we don't know. Um, maybe, I don't know. However, <laughs> I know the difference between the uh, type of teas. First, green tea has all the antioxidants, catechins, preserved because green tea did not go through the fermentation process. However, black tea has gone completely, completely oxidized. There is very little or no antioxidants left. So black tea, you can see that the benefit is very, very uh, small in the in terms of what we studied. There are some benefits like cardiovascular, but for anti-inflammatory, antiviral, antimicrobial, or antioxidant especially, that without any comparison to the green tea polyphenols. And white tea is expensive, it tastes good, and uh, um, people they prefer, some people they prefer white tea's taste because it's mild and it's a little sweet. However, it's so expensive, and then it has less polyphenols than green tea because white tea has no big difference uh, from green tea because white tea is just a very, very young budding leaves of tea plant, and green tea is made of uh, tea leaves. So that's the only difference. Perfect. Now, I have one more kind of tea te technical question, and that is, Sure. If you put something in a tea, let's say somebody puts some almond milk in it or soy milk or regular mm -hmm. whole, whole milk, does that destroy any of the antioxidant properties of the green tea? It's not, uh, we cannot call it destroyed, but we can uh, always uh, refer to the properties of those polyphenols or tendons or some kind of things. See, the polyphenols, actually, they can bind to proteins very tightly. 
And then, for example, the green tea polyp, you know, they can really bind to all kinds of proteins, especially when you look at the antiviral property. It can actually bind to the virus. So it's very powerful binding. And when you put a lot of proteins into whatever is milk or soy milk into the tea beverage, of course, you're going to bind those polyphenols. But once you get into your system, get into the system, we don't know that what's going to happen. It's going to be metabolized. It's going to be dissociated because after the protein will be digested in your uh, stomach and your small intestine, and then what happens to release of these polyphenols, we still do not know too much about that. But actually, you cannot destroy completely. Okay, so well, after a meal, people, they tend to have some uh, tea or green tea after a meal. So that's perfect. But don't drink green tea immediately after after the meal. That could reduce the benefit you can get. Maybe uh-huh. let it go for 30 minutes. 30 minutes after, you can drink green tea. So how much caffeine do you consume in a day in your two pots ballpark? If it's, I don't know, I, I've heard green tea maybe 20 milligrams per cup. I am... How much? Uh, you, I hear you're right. Green tea can be like 20 milligrams per cup, or can be a little bit less, a little bit more. But these are not, you know, even close to uh, coffee. If you consume coffee, you consume much, much more uh, caffeine. And then there are people that are sensitive to caffeine, and then they can buy uh, um, decaffeinated green tea. That are decaffeinated green tea available right now. And then uh, also the polyphenols that we we put into our product. For, Polyphenols, they have very, very low caffeine content, less than like 2%. So these are the polyphenols, they're already purified. We really get rid of most of the caffeine, and people do not have an issue with this product. Excellent. So the Mighty Flow doesn't have a lot of caffeine. It's actually kind of quasi-decaffeinated, correct? Correct. correct. Okay. Well, well, why don't you tell us how uh, people can see the product or get it if they need to? Uh, Tell us the website and phone number, whatever you would like to say. Yes, the website that people can really get on the website is comedics.com. www.comedics, C A M E L L I X, comedics.com. But also the Mighty Flow product and all comedics products are available online through amazon.com and um, independent pharmacies nationwide. Independent pharmacies. We talk about the. Uh, uh, independent, uh, small independent pharmacies that uh, some CBS, but but not a lot. So, but the, the best bet is to check on your local pharmacy and check on Amazon, and then check out our website at comedics.com. Uh, That's from our Georgia Regents University, and the study was done through our professionals from our dental school. No, I see here. And it's when you say my, it's M I G H T E A flow. Is that correct? M I G H T E A flow. Exactly. And what is it? What is the M I G H? It's like, is it, it's, uh, what word does that represent? Or is it just? Say, we say mighty. Was it mighty? mighty. Say, mighty. Oh, I get mighty. it. <laughs> that means huge. You know, a, you know, a huge mighty or a mighty. That means a lot of. I got it. Got it. I. I, I 
<laughs> I, I'm a little slow. I'm sorry. I, now, now I get it. I feel like an idiot now. I was reading that. I was going, my, when well, they left out a letter. All right, Dr. Shu, thanks so much for coming on the show today. And my name is Kirk Hamilton. This is the Staying Healthy Today show. Go to stayinghealthytoday.com where you can sign up for my health letter. You can listen to this podcast and I'll have a link to uh, his, his website and the article in PubMed. I'll have a link to Uh, you can also uh, get linked up to iTunes where this will be. So until next time, stay and be well. 